Welcome to the IT Experience Podcast. This is a podcast for those who are interested in IT experience management in large enterprises. If you use ServiceNow or other enterprise service management system to provide services to employees, then this is for you. Brought to you by Happy Signals. More smiles, less time wasted. Hello and welcome again to the Happy Signals IT Experience Podcast. Today we're joined by Mark Smalley, who is on the podcast now for the third time. And the topic of today is IT economics. And the reason why I invited Mark to the podcast is that his recent post on LinkedIn about IT economics and all things related got a lot of attention. Why would IT people be so engaged with an article about the economics of IT? So welcome to the podcast, Mark. And maybe by starting, why do you think people cared? Well, I th- I certainly think they should care. I've asked it. I'm, I'm particularly interested in this topic of IT economics. I started off, I think, twenty years ago, writing a couple of articles on it, and I thought they were sort of fairly, fairly technical, terse, even academic studies that most people wouldn't be interested in. But I thought one thing is 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 significant. If you work in IT, if you take yourself seriously, you work in the context of the business. The business spends X amount of money on on everything that they do. How significant are IT costs in that whole? You're concerned about your budget, your IT budget and spending. But if you speak with the CFO or the CEO, looking at their bigger agenda, how important is it? So questions like, how much is IT as a proportion of total business costs? Um, how much more, more more important than costs, the value? How much does IT, your efforts and your applications and infrastructure, how much does it contribute to more sales, higher prices, lower costs and risks? You should, any self-respecting person in IT should have a certain feeling, ballpark figure of how significant that is. I think, I hope at least, that's why it attracted so much attention, way more than my usual posts, which possibly says more about my other posts. <laughs> so if we dive into this subject then, um, what are some of the questions that an IT professional could ask himself to understand if they have a good feeling ballpark understanding of IT economics? What would be some good questions to ask yourself? Uh, well, one of the topics that certainly is close to close to Happy Signals core business, a productivity loss due mm. to IT incidents. That's one of the questions. You know, how much how much productivity do our users lose when things go wrong? Um, in addition to that, how much productivity loss is there when users don't actually have an incident? but are using the systems, the applications, the devices, are using them less efficiently and less effectively than they could be. In other words, are they getting the most out of the IT tools that they use? So let's dive into a little bit more in detail here. So if we look at it, how does IT then contribute to sales, prices and costs? And what is the measurable impact on profitability? 
Yeah, sales prices cost. If you look at sales, uh, I'd, I'd like to refine it slightly. I'd say it's, it's about more sales, but also higher prices. Um, and lower costs, and I'd add risks as well. Risks to sales, prices, and costs. That's that's the main thing. So how does IT contribute to more sales, higher prices, lower costs, lower risks? Well, it starts with the applications. You either build or select applications that will increase prices and sales and lower cost and risk, like an e-commerce system that is intended to increase sales. That's the main thing. You buy an application with certain functionality, and the functionality will help you. So you're talking about a commercial context here. So take take the e-commerce system that increases sales. That's That's what it's built for. Uh, or an HRM system that is intended to reduce the costs of um, getting people, for instance, increasing the value of their contributions. You also need an effective infrastructure, operations and service to back that up. So that's also a part of the contribution. And crucially, finally, you need the users to use the applications well and to use the information, taking it even further, using the information that they get out of the applications effectively. Only when people act on the decision that's been improved by information, that by the way, they got out of an information system, that any value is realized. So information and technology it helps you do things better, and in some cases, it even helps you do better things. The um, second part of your question was about profitability. Uh, well, what, firstly, what's profitability? That is revenue of the organization minus the cost of the organization. Typically, that's about 20% profitability. Uh, Gartner, IDC, others, um, McKinsey, one of them as well. Estimated IT is estimated to increase revenue by ten, sorry, by five to ten percent. So you could translate that. You could say that's more sales or higher prices that, that help increase your revenue. And IT is more significant uh, is, uh, if, it's, if it concerns costs. IT helps you to re, to decrease costs by ten to twenty percent. So if we think about the cost of IT and um, in the digital workplace today, it can sometimes feel like IT would be a huge number, uh, a huge portion of the total cost of the company. But when I look, read your article, it it's more like maybe 1% for some industries and up to 10% for some other industries. So it yeah. it is still a a rather small part of the total costs of an of a large organization. Um, did you have some findings around like where those differences are and what industries are the highest and the lowest in that sense? Yeah, I I first realized this when talking talking to somebody at Shell um, ten, five to ten years ago, I think now. They spend amazing amounts of money on IT. I think their IT budget all over the world is is equivalent to some the GDP of some small countries. Massive. But if you compare their IT budget 
with their total business costs, I think it was less than 1%. So you think, you know, this is insignificant. If you come to, so suppose you're the CIO of such a, such a big organization and you're usually talking about um, um, construction, transportation, manufacturing, agriculture, those kind of industries have low IT costs, relatively speaking. But suppose as the CIO of such an organization, you've, you've done a great effort, made a great effort to reduce your IT costs by 10%. So you knock on the door of the CEO or the CFO, very proud of your of your reduction. And he says, "No, well, well that's that's good." And he picks up his calculator. And he says, "Let's see, that's so that's ten percent of one percent compared with total costs." No, there's there's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. So if if your IT costs are that small compared to total business costs, don't talk to the CIO. To, sorry, to the CEO about cost reduction talk about the value that you can increase <laughs> because possibly by increasing your budget from 1% of total costs to 2% of total costs you could you could contribute so much more value so coming back to the initial question why as an IT professional should be in, should you be interested in this because it gives you an idea of the significance of of IT from a cost perspective and you know whether people are actually interested in the cost or whether the discussion is more about value. And speaking about cost then uh, one aspect that that you speak about in the in the article is leakage. And the question where does value leakage then occur? How could you understand the implications or how significant that leakage might be? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I like the term, by the way, value leakage. I got it from Peter Leinzer, um ages ago. It, um, it's when you're not realizing the potential of IT. So, you know, the application could theoretically come up with 100% value, but you value is lost down the way. And it, it occurs uh, during the use of applications when you get disruptions, maybe due to slow performance, outages, malfunctions, even users who are confused and can't, aren't productive because they don't understand what to do. So it, incur, it occurs in the, in the various, various IT areas, in applications, in infrastructure, in IT operations, IT service. I think good, good just to talk about the term productivity. Some people associate costs with productivity. So productivity loss, they say, you know, what does that cost? No, it's not what it costs. It's not, it's it's that you you probably have the same costs. You don't you don't suddenly employ more people when you or, or buy more resources when you've got an IT problem. The costs are the same. It's just that you can do less with what you have, the people and the resources that you have. So you, you produce less. Um now this is really your core domain of happy signals looking at the the productivity loss as a result of um of incidents that occur then there's another one and i think there's there, there should be more more attention for this topic um not relate not loss related to incidents when things go wrong but as i mentioned before when pe because people the users aren't using the it systems well 
people, certainly I am guilty of this, I'm quick to settle into a certain way of using applications. I use PowerPoint a lot to make presentations. I've used it for years, but I'm pretty sure that if an expert were to sit alongside me using PowerPoint or Excel, for instance, they say, oh, hang on, you could do it a much better way. So I'm, I'm sure I'm doing it less efficiently than I could be and possibly less effectively. There might be functionality in PowerPoint or Word or Excel or whatever that I'm simply not aware of. And the, this study says that due to lack of skills and knowledge, there will be an additional loss, total productivity loss due to IT, due to value leakage. The value leakage part, and especially the not knowing how to use the tools, is maybe one of those aspects that we see a lot as well. And sometimes the term adoption is used. So it's easy for, it's easy, I wouldn't say it's easy maybe, but it can often be heard that organizations saying that our main issue is end users adopting the tools. What kind of actions could an IT organization or a CIO take to optimize the available resources in different ways? And you spoke about this in terms of um, how could organizations prioritize the different areas of IT to maximize the value, minimize the leakage. So do, do you have some ideas and thoughts around this maximization of value from IT investment? Um, typically in IT, if we say we're talking about applications, infrastructure, operations, and service as four major components, applications about 35%, infrastructure and operations about 25% each, service, service management uh, about 20%. So for people who are in IT service management, that will typically be a major part of your audience, our audience here. IT service management, typically about 20% of all IT costs, uh, does vary. But as far as, as far as value is concerned, maximizing value, uh, the, it really starts with the applications. Applications are the primary source of potential value from IT. So you could, it's about business IT alignment. It's about designing applications that contribute to more sales, higher prices, lower costs, and lower risks. Now, let's assume that we've got an application that provides 100% potential value. That should be your highest priority on, on getting as much, much value in that 100%. Because infrastructure, operations, and service can add, and this, this is a, sounds like a provocative statement, possibly an insulting statement, but I'll make it nevertheless. Infrastructure, operations, and service can add nothing to the potential value of what the applications are designed for. Their role is to minimize, minimize value leakage. They can't add to that 100%. They can only facilitate that, that um, as much of that 100% is realized as possible. It reminds me of, the I live in the Netherlands. I was born in the UK, but lived here for ages, 45 years, I think now. Um, 
So looking at the, the Netherlands' most, most influential computer scientist, Dijkstra, he said, it's a memorable quote, I keep, keep, keep recalling it, computing's core challenge is how not to make a mess of it. Computing's core challenge is how not to make a mess of it. He said that about 30 years ago now, I think. Still, but it's, it's really, it's about that value leakage. So focus primarily on creating the potential value and then really just apply regular IT service management principles and practices to make sure you're doing your job better. But where I'd like to, and this probably rounded off here, like to draw people's attention to is not to IT service management from a provision side, from the provider side, but, but for the users. Uh, they also can't add to that 100% potential value. Their job is to realize it. Following your logic, the 100% realization of the application's potential can only come from minimizing the leakage. The people can't actually add anything to it. It's just minimizing the leakage to get to that 100%. Yeah, it, it sounds very weird and very depressing. <laughs> you think your job is, it's just you can't add any value, you can just prevent value from, it's, it, it, is, it is more nuanced than that. Yeah. But this, but this is, this is a, a, it, I think it's a valid perspective to think about. You know, you've built something, you've created potential value, and now you want to make sure that that potential is realized. That's the yeah. key point. So it's about cost avoidance, which I think, Maybe you agree uh, would also go in line with the leakage. So you prevent future leakage rather than being able to maybe fill the barrel with the, uh, from the other side. Yeah, no, certainly it's, it's it's the balance between prevention and and correction. But it's it's also realizing the inherent complex nature of the kind of systems that we deal with, hmm. which means that. Uh, complex systems, by definition, contain defects. You you can't eliminate defects; they will emerge from time to time. So it's an illusion to think that you can prevent um, prevent incidents from happening. What you can do is focus more on on uh, recoverability, how quickly resilience when an incident occurs. How can you minimize the effects of the of the incident? It's an illusion to think that you can prevent incidents. It's, it's about how do you deal with that? I think that's a really good one. So it's an illusion to think that you can prevent incidents. It's about how well you can recover from them. Yep. Thank you very much, Mark, for coming. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon again. Thank you. If you like this episode... Giving the podcast a review helps others find this content as well. You can also visit our YouTube channel or our learning center at happysignals.com for some more video content.